You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So we've been talking about uh, a Christmas miracle, and uh, the Christmas story is pregnant with miracles. Would you agree with that? It went like this, and some of you went, I got it. Right? From, from, the, from the miraculous conception of John the Baptist, from two elderly uh, beyond the years of childbirth, uh, parents in Elizabeth and uh, Zechariah. You know, we see the miracle of God working in that. And then we get, go to uh, where we're headed in Christmas to the uh, miraculous conception of a virgin in Mary. And if, if you get Christmas right, if you get Christmas right, it will open up the, the, the God-given potential in your life. If you don't Christmas don't get Christmas right, you will live your life in your own abilities and in your own strength and in your own uh, uh, maybe even made-up uh, wishes, which is how the world lives. They, they live their, their life in, in wishing different things, you know, wishing in some fantasy instead of knowing that there is a miraculous God that's, that has revealed himself through a baby in a manger. And uh, uh, the real Christmas story Turns, into the, uh, turns the ordinary into the extraordinary. Did you know that? Before I came to Christ, I was just an ordinary person. I'm ordinary now, but you know what? I serve an extraordinary Savior. And my life is continually changing for his glory. He's continually doing things in my life that show me how amazing he is. And he wants to do the same thing in every one of our lives. An ordinary birth, so people thought, turned into an extraordinary Savior. A Savior that walked on water, a Savior that fed a multitude with a very minute amount of food. A Savior that had authority over every demonic power that people were uh, succumbed to, that people were bonded or in bondage to. This Savior broke those chains. And he's still breaking the chains today. He's still doing the things that only God can do. And so I want us to go to the, the, the narrative in the story of Luke. And we're going to be um, uh, reading chapter 1 of Luke, verse 26 through 38. And, and from that, we're going to see three miraculous Christmas truths that occur when God is living in us. Because the whole premise of my series has been that there's a miracle for us. I talked about that last week, how, how we have a miracle that was for us. But you have to do something with him. And then today we're going we're gonna to learn about he's a miracle in us. And then on Wednesday or Tuesday, I'm going to talk about he's a miracle that works through us. So God is for us, right? And if God is for us, who can be Against us. But then he's God in us. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay? Um, let's go ahead and go to, to verse 
26. I'm reading from the NIV. Let me pray over, over the, 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 the word and over my message. Father, thank you for uh, just the amazing blessing it is for us to gather together in, uh, in the name of Jesus. And as always, we pray your blessing over your word. Your word is true. Your word is perfect. And we just ask, I ask, Lord, that you will uh, allow for us to see uh, the, the reading of this story in, in the light of who you are, I pray that you'll give me the ability to, to speak in a way that's going to be uh, very uh, powerful, in a way that's very humble, uh, but confident, Lord, and that will bring glory to your name. Let us leave here after this service rejoicing that we've been in the presence of the Almighty, rejoicing that we've been able to hear from you through your word. So let my words be your words and let uh, all the glory be given to you as we pray for this to happen in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. So it says in verse, um, in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, we've been talking about how Elizabeth got pregnant, and the, the result was John the Baptist, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Now, who did God send? Gabriel. Gabriel the angel. Okay, uh, A town in Galilee to a virgin who was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Joseph was a descendant of David, and so was Mary, a descendant of David. That was important right there. In fact, in Matthew's genealogy, he goes through the genealogy that points uh, uh, Israel, God's people, right back to David and showing them that Jesus was the Messiah. So that is an important part of the text right there. Uh, the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. I want you to put that in your pocket right now because we're going to really come, come back to that. Uh, the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. That's another one that I want you to put in your pocket because that's a very important statement right there. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. Now the angel had never given a message like that to every other prophet, to every other person. That this son, that this person was going to reign forever and ever and ever. Because the Messiah's reign is forever. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, and this is important right here, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. We talked about that, the important uh, uh, phrase right there last week. And then he says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. So what does that tell us? That Elizabeth was a relative of Mary, so John the Baptist was a relative of who? Jesus. They were cousins, right? There was nepotism in the, in the family of faith. They're all working in the church together. Don't get mad. It's... She who, who was said to uh, be unable to conceive is in her six months. For no word from God will ever fail. That's another one I want you to put in your pocket. No word from God will ever fail. 
And Mary answered, and this is, this is something that we need to grab a hold of. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. I am your servant. Can any of you guys this morning say, I am your servant, Lord? May, may your word to me be fulfilled. Whatever you have for me, may I, may I execute that. May I walk it out. May I live it out. Right? You see, Mary's story is a perfect illustration of the Christmas miracle in us. There's three truths that are vital from, from this story. And the first truth is this, that, uh, that when God is living in you, you're highly favored. Greetings, the angel said. Greetings, you are highly favored. Why? Because the Lord is with you. You. You know, Sean and I were praying this morning, and we, we, we prayed in our prayer, Lord, may your favor be on us. Your favor. May you open the doors that need to be opened in our life. May you, may you direct our steps. But, but what we need to grab a hold of about Mary's uh, story, and it's really not Mary's story, it's God's story, that before Mary did anything, and uh, that, that later generations were, would, would t- be talking about, we're talking about this story right now, God found favor with her uh, before she ever did anything that was worthy of talking about. And what I want you to know, beloved, this morning is God will meet you where you're at. God will meet you where you're at, no matter uh, what your story is, God will meet you where you're at. The storyline that we're reading right now has God as a main character. Jesus is the reason that we celebrate this season. And everyone else that's mentioned in, the, in this story, in this, in this account, are just supporting actors. And, and the reason that that's important for us to grab a hold of is because the big ten- temptation in, at Christmas time is to make the Christmas story about everyone else and everything else except Jesus. Have you noticed how the world tries to take Jesus out of the story? But Christmas ceases to be Christmas without the Christ. And when we grab a hold of the fact that the narrative here, the, the, the storyline, the main character is about God. It's about God being with us. It's about Emmanuel being revealed. God with humanity. God that, that, that wants to have this relationship with you and with me and with your neighbors and with your friends and with your family. The word of God is the story of God working in the lives of people, not people working in the lives of God. God is working in our lives. And if we, if we get that mixed up, we, we really uh, uh, we undermine the ability of God in our lives. You need to understand something that God doesn't need your help. We need his help. Amen? And the reason that that we're all sitting here in this service is because we actually acknowledge that we need the help of God. People that that sacrifice their mornings to come and meet and assemble in the name of Jesus are coming because we're admitting that we need the help of God in our lives. 
And we've come to find out, most of us, that God finds favor with us when we trust in him. Every week, every week, uh, uh, there's countless stories of people in my circle who need a miracle. Had a, had a phone call, text conversation just yesterday with an individual that had their husband in the, in the hospital, and they were asking me for, for, for prayer, Sean and I, to stand with them in prayer for a miracle in their lives. There are, there are people all around you that, that, that they have, a, 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 whether it's medical conditions that are beyond their control or emotional upheaval, and their lives are beyond their, their ability to, to handle uh, they need peace in their life that they can't muster, right? And we talked about how Jesus is the prince of peace, and, and the reality of having Jesus in your life is that there is real peace even when there's storms all around us. There are relationships that are so severed and so broken that we need the miracle working power of God to restore them. There are finances that are out of control and, and, and depleted and, and people call and they, they talk to me about needing a miracle in their lives. I, I get all these conversations continuously and you probably are involved with some of the same conversations with people either having a medical condition that's way beyond their ability or the doctor's ability to bring some kind of restoration and healing and you need Jesus and his power to intervene. You've got people in your life that are so emotionally a mess because they don't have the peace of Christ and they need a miracle from Jesus to bring peace. You've got people in your life that are financially uh, strapped and, and, and they're living in, in, in a way where, where like this, this amazing miracle of a church that raised $5.2 million to help people that can't sleep at night because they got debt that is way beyond their ability to pay. And Jesus brings a miracle. But it's Jesus in you and Jesus in me that brings the favor of the Father into our lives. It's when we walk with, with, with Jesus that we really begin to find out that, that God is, is showing us continuously that he's with us. And, and, and we will never give birth to Jesus, that was Mary's part. We will never carry Jesus as far as giving birth to him. But if you are a born-again believer, you carry Jesus everywhere you go. Not just at Christmas time, but all the time. And wherever your feet land, Jesus goes with you. Wherever you speak, Jesus goes and speaks through you. And so we have the, the great honor and the great privilege of having the Christ, the Messiah, living in us and through us. And every one of us has a potential to do things that God has orchestrated for our lives. Paul the, the Apostle put it like this. He said, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ working in us is, is, is miraculous. It's miraculous when you think about it that God is actually in us because we have trusted in Jesus Christ. And so the power of the Holy Spirit works in 
and through us. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. The, the, Paul, again, in, in, in Corinthians, he says this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. He says, therefore, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The new creation has come. The old is gone because the new is here. And every person has a potential miracle working in you when Jesus becomes a part of your life. And the second miraculous truth is this. You will be filled with the Spirit of God. Not only do you have God's favor, but you're actually going to be filled with God. How many of you today can say, I feel like if I'm filled with God? Why do you think that's important? I'll tell you why. Without God, you're full of it. We're all full of something. You know what I'm saying? And so many people go through life and they're, and they're full of it. Instead of being filled with the Holy Spirit, they're full of stress. This is the reality. Instead of being full of the, uh, of, of the Holy Spirit, they're, 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 they're full of doubt. And that's not God. They're, they're filled with disappointments, but that's not God. Some people are full of themselves, and you're tired of hearing about themselves. All they do is talk about themselves. They're the, the me and the eyes. But that's not God. And, and some of you maybe never even mentioned the Holy Spirit, who has been a part of the biblical narrative, of the biblical story, from the very beginning until the very end. And if you look at every aspect, the Holy Spirit is inserted there. He is a part of the narrative. He's a part of what's happening when Jesus comes on the scene. He's a part of what happens when Jesus goes into ministry. He's a part of what happens when Jesus is resurrected. He's a part of what happens when Jesus ascends to heaven and, and, and he comes down and, and, and launches the church. The Holy Spirit is a miracle working power of God that works in us. And he was so instrumental to the narrative of the Christmas story. Gabriel said this to Mary. He said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. When he comes on you, Gabriel goes on to say, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And every person who calls on the name of the Lord is filled with the Holy Spirit. Every one of you that, that names Jesus as your Lord, every one of you that says Jesus is my Savior, every one of you says I'm a follower of Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing because Paul says this. He says, there's two kinds of feeling that will make you feel kind of good. There's intoxication. No, really, that can make you feel kind of good. People escape the world and what's going on in the world through intoxicating themselves because it, gives, it takes the edge off. Anyone ever say, I just need to get the edge off? But Paul said this, Paul, and it's, it's amazing because that's the world's way, right? Paul said this. He said, do not be filled with wine. Do not be drunk with wine is what he said. Do not be drunk with wine. 
because it leads to dissipation, or let's put it another way, a wasteful life, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will, he will fill you with God. And you'll never make a bad decision when you're filled with God. Amen? I'm not here, I'm not here bashing uh, any kind of drink, but I'm, ba- I'm saying this. There is a difference that occurs when you're full of God. Amen? The beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that he, he doesn't even brag about himself. He points to Jesus. And when you're full of God, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you will point to Jesus. This is what Jesus said about him. He said, when he, and this is important, so the the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not a force. He's a person. How do we know that? Jesus said it. He said, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all what? Truth. He will not speak on his own but he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He's telling the disciples, he's going to lay out a blueprint for you so that you can navigate your life. And that's exactly what he does to us. He, he, he helps us to navigate our lives. And then he goes on and he says, the Holy, he, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, which is Jesus, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. And so when we celebrate Christmas and we elevate Jesus and we say, Jesus, you're the reason that we celebrate. You're the reason of the season. And there's all kinds of good things that are around it. But Lord, you're the reason. It's the Holy Spirit that's working in us that points to Jesus, that helps us get excited about how amazing this Savior and Messiah is. Some of you in this service are so full of it, but you're not full of God. And today we have an opportunity to fill ourselves with Jesus. No matter what the world has been, was been doing in our lives, you know, the, have you noticed that the world takes from us? And what does God do? He pours into us. And so I'm believing with all of my heart, beloved, that every person that's here, that if you open up your heart and your life to Jesus, this Christmas season, he will fill you with him. He will pour more of him into you through the Holy Spirit. Continually be filled with God. The third miracle uh, in this this story is, is no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Has anybody, and before I say this, if you're a husband and wife, please don't hit each other. Okay, let me say it. Has anybody ever given you your, their word and they fail you? Have you noticed that those aren't miracles? They're letdowns? Maybe uh, they gave you empty promises. As people, we're, we're notorious for giving promises, and then we, we fall short. I'll give you an example, okay? And, and this is kind of a simple 
Funny example, I always got to bring my, my grandkids because I love them. I got to bring them into the, into the story. So I had this orange tree in the back that produced one orange. We didn't give the Lord praise for that. It's one orange, right? It could be none. <clears throat> so, I said, so I said to my grandson, because I, I told my grandson, this is your orange tree, okay? I'm, I'm going to take this orange. I'm going to have you share it with, with Ava. And then I forgot the stinking orange, right? You ever done that? So guess what I did? I multiplied it. I stopped at Walmart. And it's crazy because their orange tree continually gives fruit at Walmart. Have you noticed that? I mean, it just continue, that tree never stops giving. <clears throat> so I went and got two of the most luscious oranges there at, 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 at the Las Cruces Walmart. And I went to them. And then I, I, you know, I got these candy canes that had uh, Reese's pieces in it. And I got two of them, one for each. And then uh, we got them uh, some straws that you could, when you, anyways, you guys don't, I don't have to bore you with all that. And they were so excited when they saw me. They said, Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa. I said, hey, wait, 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 wait. I brought you oranges. And I multiplied them. I only had one, but I have two. And I gave them the oranges. Can I tell you why I did that? Besides my wife being next to me? Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why I did that? Because I don't want to be a person that makes empty promises. Amen? That's God in me. And so my wife said to me, you know what? You better go buy some oranges. I said, yeah, but I'm going to tell them that I have their orange at the house. And that's going to, you know, she said, well, you work that out however you're going to work it out. But, <laughs> but you better stop and get oranges. People let us down. I'll be talking in Kearney tonight, and I'll say this. Companies that we work for, they let us down. Politicians, politicians, I have to be careful saying this in first service. Politicians let us down. Communities. They let us down. I'm not, even gonna, I'm not even going to go into the sports teams. Don't, don't they know that we bet $100 on that game? Don't they know that? And then they let us down. But God will never let us down. God will never let you down. When he speaks into your life, you can believe, you can take it to the bank that is going to come to pass. When Jesus saved James Reese, it's done. I'm saved. Not because a preacher said it, but because God said it. Are you with me? Some of you guys in here, God is desiring to speak his word into your life. He wants to find favor with you because of Jesus living in you. 
wants you to know that when he says it, it's a done deal. And you don't ever have to worry about it again. His word is secure. And I know what your response is because someone's thinking it. But Pastor James, bad things have happened to me. Really bad things have happened to me. What about God there? And I am so glad you asked that question. Because the reality, beloved, is that bad things happened to Jesus. Bad things happened to Mary. And bad things happened to almost every person who ever followed God. Because this world that we live in is not a good world. It's a bad world without God. The only thing that's good, and I say this to people all the time when you say, man, you're good. I talked to, I talked to a person just yesterday, Sean and I driving, Made a phone call, talked to this individual, done very well in his life, very well. And I said, dude, I just called to talk to you. I want to tell you that God loves you. And he said, bro, he said, Jamie, I'm a bad guy. I've done bad things. I said, that's exactly who Jesus came for. God loves you. And bad things are going to happen whether you walk with God or you don't. Did you know that? Have you noticed it happens all over the place? But Jesus never lied to anyone. Mary and, and Joseph, they come to dedicate Jesus. Forty days after he was born, they come to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. And this prophet named Simeon met them there. And he helps us to understand the, the, the reality that bad things are all around us. And Simeon was waiting for the Messiah. He was waiting for that day, and then he said, Lord, you can take me home. But here's what, here's what happens. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. How many times have I said the Holy Spirit is all around in the narrative of the Bible? The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he, he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. Who led him to the temple? Who led you to church? The Spirit. You thought it was your wife. Thought it was your husband. Thought it was your parent. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he revealed to him that he would not die. That day, the, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there, and he took the child in his arms, and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. That's why we have a candlelight service, because he is the light of the world. And he is the glory of your people, Israel. 
And Jesus' Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this is very important that we grab a hold of this. He said this, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to what? To fall. And many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. In other words, the life of the Lord was not an easy life. It wasn't all peaches and cream. He had opposition from the world, from the devil, and from the people that he trusted. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed because God always reveals what? The heart. And then he says this to Mary at the very end. He says, and a sword will pierce Mary will pierce your soul as well. Bad things happen, but they're never from God. He's a restorer of everything that the devil and the world and that we in our own influence due to our lives but Jesus is your savior and nothing is impossible with him amen let's pray God you are so amazing I just pray right now Lord for every person that's sitting in this setting, in this gathering, every soul that you have brought here to hear your word. I pray your blessing. I pray your favor. I pray, Lord God, that that situation and circumstance that they're in, if there's someone here who needs a miracle, I pray that that greatest miracle will be for them to receive you and walk in your power. Those things, those bad things that are happening all around us, Lord God, let us recognize them for what they are and for who, from who they come from. What they are is showing us that this is not our home. That we're here as pilgrims passing through, Lord. But let us also recognize who they're from. They're not from you. They're from the enemy of our souls. Those bad things are from this world that that tries to deceive us and lead us astray. And those bad things are from ourselves when we try to do things independently of you. So Lord, we, we just pray right now that as we discern your voice, as we discern your your presence here in our in our in our service that that will continue in our daily lives i pray that no one will leave here without knowing jesus as savior i pray that no one will leave here without acknowledging their necessity for you as their lord and i pray that your immense blessing will be upon them as we pray this in the name of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people said, amen and amen.
Is God good? Amen. Is he worthy of praise? Let's stand up and worship him. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.